Welcome to Yin Untangled. I'm Kat Mead. Welcome everyone to this latest episode of Yin Untangled. My name is Kat Mead and I'm the owner of The Yin Method. And in today's episode, I'm actually creating a video as well. So if you're already watching the video, you already know this. If you are listening to the podcast, keep listening. But if you want to go and look at the videos, you can. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about the idea that possibly still exists in yin yoga classes. The world's a big place. I'm sure it still exists that you are not allowed to move once you've come into a yin yoga pose. So I had a conversation with a fellow yoga teacher this week and she was actually really turned off yin yoga a few years ago because she'd gone to a class where the teacher had basically made it feel like you were failing at yoga if you moved when you were in a pose. Right off the bat, I want to say you cannot fail at yoga. Myself included, half the battle can be getting on the mat to do your practice. It's a habit and it's discipline that you need to create for yourself. And I mean, yeah, getting on your mat can be half the battle. So if you're on your mat, if you're in a class, you're already winning you're doing really well and even if you don't make it to the mat that day you're not failing you're still winning you can't fail at yoga so this idea around not being able to move in a yin yoga pose i think it can be a really dangerous one so when we come into yin yoga there's a few different principles, I guess, or guidelines that we like to follow. One is to find an appropriate depth in your body when you come into a pose. So if that's a forward fold, for me, if that's a forward fold, it means that I don't go too far. So I'm quite mobile. I can actually go quite far forward in a forward fold, but I shouldn't because when I come out, and probably for a few days afterwards, if I've let myself sit really deep in a forward fold, even though it doesn't hurt at the time when I'm in the pose, I will get pain afterwards. I will get tingling in my leg and it's not a fun time. So it's not worth it for me to drop deep into that forward fold anymore because it might feel good in the moment, but it's not serving me in the long term at the moment. So we find an appropriate depth for our body and this means we have to pay attention. We have to pay attention while we're in the pose, when we come out of the pose, and the day after we've been in the pose, we have to pay attention to what this practice is doing in our body. We hold the pose for time. So usually my go-to is holding poses for about five minutes when I'm teaching a class, but it depends on what it is. So I might hold a pose for three minutes. I might hold it for two minutes. I might hold it for eight minutes if I have the space and I have the time and I know my students pretty well. In my three-hour immersions, I'll definitely hold poses longer. So, yeah, eight minutes is a good time in a shoelace pose. (laughs) If you don't know what shoelace is, go to my website, look it up. And if you want to, you can give it a go. But if you've never done it before, good luck with eight minutes. You probably won't do that. I probably don't recommend doing it for eight minutes if it's your first time. So we come into depth that's appropriate for us. 
we hold for time and we stay still. Now stillness is relative. Stillness can be physical stillness. If you're in a pose, if you know that it's right for you, if you're feeling perhaps some discomfort, some challenge, you're feeling some juicy sensations or even emotions coming up out of your body. Sure, sit in the pose, stay still. But if you're in pain, if your muscles are switching on and resisting and you're tensing up in a pose, if your mind switches on and it's noisy, 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 and it's causing you to feel anxiety, you probably need to move. Yeah, you probably need to move. In my experience, I have suffered from, and I don't use that term suffered from very lightly. I don't like to say I'm suffering these days because I think that suffering can be a choice. I'm not saying it's always a choice, but I think mindset has a lot to do with suffering. And I'm not saying it always is because I think that would be quite toxic to be an idea that I put out there. But I think sometimes suffering can be a choice. So, sorry, I just lost my train of thought for a second because I went on a tangent. I have suffered from feeling anxiety quite a lot in the past, over the last long time. And when I first started going to actual yoga classes, I needed to position myself near a door. I needed to know that I could get out of the room quickly if I was to have a panic attack or be able to get to the bathroom or blow my nose or run cold water on my hands because that actually really helps with my anxiety or the anxiety I feel when I'm having a really anxious moment, running cold water on my hands and sometimes even just holding like a cold drink bottle really helps. Um, that's another tangent, isn't it? Tangents are fun. So that was my experience when I first started yoga. I needed to be next. I was right next to the door. Um, because I needed to be, because I didn't know the space. I didn't know the teacher. I didn't know the people. I had no idea what I was doing. And so I needed to do that to feel safe. Now, when we come into a yin yoga pose, we're essentially, if we're being told that we need to stay still at all costs and that we've failed if we stay still, we're essentially placing ourselves or our mind far away from the door. So imagine yourself coming into a pose and closing the door and not knowing how you're going to get out of that room. The room being the pose, the door being your way out. If you're suffering from PTSD or trauma, not knowing where the door is or how to get out of a room or out of a situation can amp up, can really ramp up those sensations that you're feeling, those anxiety feelings. So that's one reason that you need to give yourself permission to move in a yin yoga class, in a yin yoga pose, in any, actually in any situation. Give yourself permission to move in any situation so that you can feel safe. I think that's really important. Another reason that you might need to move is if you're in pain. Don't sit in pain. Yin yoga, yoga itself is a healing experience. 
We don't want to cause pain. We don't want to sit in pain. We need to nourish ourselves. We need to look after ourselves. Sometimes when we come into a yin yoga pose and we go too far and we think we need to stay still, at all costs to win, to win the practice, we need to stay still or go really deep, we create a lot more resistance than is necessary. So yin yoga itself often asks us to surrender. It asks us to relax our muscles, to relax our mind, to relax our breath, but also just notice when our breath changes in poses and to surrender, to let go of stuff that doesn't serve us. Whatever that stuff is, it might be sensation coming up out of the body. It might be a tremor. It might be emotion. It might be crying. It might be laughter. This practice asks us to surrender so that this stuff can come up and it can come out. If we're adding resistance in because we think we need to simply stay still at all costs, we're not giving ourselves space to do that. The other thing we need to remember in our yin yoga poses or in our yoga poses in general is that the more we practice, the more time we spend doing something or in something, the more our body and our mind is going to open up for us. So you might come into a pose and find that you have more depth after a couple of minutes. And if you find, if you notice that you have more depth or an invitation for more depth, if you're in forward fold and suddenly something releases and it feels really good to go a bit deeper into the pose, I invite my students to take those moments, to let themselves move deeper, if there's an invitation for that. But on the flip side, I always give people the invitation to back off because sometimes people need to be reminded that they're allowed to move, they're allowed to back off, they're allowed to adjust their position to make the pose work for them. All of this really is to say that you're allowed to move in yin yoga. You don't have to stay still. I wanted to make sure you all knew that and that you all can take this permission with you. Your teacher is a guide. They're teaching you, what, teaching you what they know, what they've learned, what their, hopefully what their experience is. But they can't feel what you're feeling in your body. Only you can feel what you're feeling in your body. So you need to give yourself permission to move. And if you're new to yoga, if you're new to practicing in classes, that can be really hard because sometimes it feels like you have to do what the teacher is asking you to do and there's no wriggle room and sure there's probably teachers that teach like that I'm not one of them I give people wriggle room clearly because I think it's important um yeah you're allowed to move in yin yoga our fascia needs movement it doesn't just need stillness and that's that's the thing with yin yoga we're targeting our fascia our connective tissue if you've listened to my other other episodes you'd know that it's thought that within our fascia is where our meridians or our energy lines run and if there's stagnation if there's blockages sometimes you need to move your body to release that stagnation or that blockage sometimes you can release it by sitting in stillness it's not one or the other it's not yin or yang there is movement and stillness within each other 
there is yin and yang within each other. I don't know why I'm doing this with my hands if you're watching the video, that just made sense at the time. The two sides to find balance of the whole. There is yin within yang, there's yang within yin. There's movement within stillness, there's stillness within movement. Okay, I think I've rambled. I think I've got my point across that you're allowed to move in yin yoga. I've probably said it a few times. That's probably what the episode's gonna be called. You are allowed to move in yin yoga. Hopefully I haven't missed anything that I wanted to talk about because I don't have any notes in front of me. I did write some notes for this episode, but they're over there. So <laughs> thank you for being here once again. Hopefully I will see you on the video again next time. Next time I wash my hair, probably. And if you're listening, if you're reading, probably won't put this on the blog. <laughs> I might, you never know. I would love your feedback. If you have any, you can email me at theyinmethod at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at theyinmethod. Thank you for being here. I'll catch you again soon. <laughs> Bye.